right, dog. Word. <laughs> oh, you know what? What happened? Mute that stuff. All right, all right. So I guess we're on mute. Well, not us, but I don't want I don't want to hear our little Facebook notifications dinging in the background during the show, man. Come on. Well, are we pro? Are we semi-pro? Are we paid? Are we laid? No. Probably. And if you're wondering, yeah, these walls are two different colors. You're right. We don't got the budget to match the colors, so uh, that's Spin the corner. This thing all the way around. Right I got to talk to the painter. Hey, man, why is there two different colors? What happened? X painter. Well, you painted in here, uh, and the rest know. of the house. So I don't know. Cheap we material. must have ran out. Cheap material. I think he tried to mix it with some ceiling paint, and we were running low, and I took a piss in the can. Not, not even joking. Really. Looks good. Oh, well, whatever. Um, so we're here. We're proud. And uh, are we, like, on and stuff? Is this working? Do we know? Look, there we are. Wow, that's so cool. We have, like, a monitor. Um, so we do a podcast called Numbills Fan Podcast. And uh, we try to stay objective. Um, lean more towards a glass, half-full, silver-lining approach. Um, I mean... There's enough there's enough mainstream media crapping on the team. We just wanted to be a little change of pace. I, I mean, you make it sound like we're trying to be positive. I just we just I wanna, are. We we just try to look at things like how are they really? Because if you're moving on to the next plays, they say, I guess what do you what are you gonna do? You're onto this Sean McDermott coaching staff, for example. You gotta buy into it, right? I mean, that's. All right, well, I, I, I'm i not really a fan of Trump, or I'm not a huge fan of Trump. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, it's the same thing. I, I I don't know. You know, with the Sean McDermott guy, like, hey, he's the coach. What I, I He's, gotta he's more likable than any politician I've ever seen, though. Let's not get into all that, man. Right. Because I don't saying, like none of them. I, th- I just think it depends on, um, you know, really – you can't remove the coach right now, so you're better off just seeing what he's gonna do. Let him let him lay out his own groundwork, and then see if he attaches himself to that. Let him stick to his key phrases. He could have all this paperwork and notes that he wants talking to Hall of Famers and all this stuff, but if he doesn't show up and get the job done, what's it worth? But at least let's give him a chance. So that's pretty much how how at least I kind of look at things. I'm gonna give him a chance. You know, same same with Rex Ryan. Give him a chance. Same with Doug Uh, Rowan. Yeah, I mean, it took me a minute to warm up to the Rex Ryan idea, but I eventually did. But, whoops, uh, wrong. You know what? And then Rex Ryan kind of buries himself. The the Pagula's got him all these resources. Bam, dude's out because he didn't – same problems. You know, 10 weeks into the season plus, same problems. And you get the Miami game – Come on, man. So we've gone over that a million times. But, um, yeah, so check out numbillsfan.com. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe. Yeah. Please subscribe. Mash that little button. And it's easy. You'll get a little notification if you want that a new podcast is up. Uh, we got things coming. Like we have a web store coming, which will have some Bills merchandise and stuff like that. Like I got some cool stuff. So um, also look forward to giveaways. And we got a shirt coming up. So, and the shirt should be in the process. We will have it before the draft, ready to go. And if you want to support the podcast, it would help us really just to, you know, pay for the foam and the mic. And uh, having a webpage isn't free. Let's be real here. So, yeah, we got, uh, these shirts are going to be dope though. We'll, uh, We'll debut that design here this week. Yeah, so check that out. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, on Facebook especially. Obviously, you're watching here. Um, hey. Try to keep it Try to keep it everywhere. Instagram is pretty fun because you get to – I like to do the the story mode where you go on Instagram. Ah, oh, man, what's Dumb and Dumber up to or Wayne's World, whatever you want to call us. So, like, just check out the story. 
You know what I, I mean? don't know and about Wayne's World. I'm way too fat to be Garth. All right. And you're not really blind. You know, we got we got two Jay and Silent Bob comparisons in like oh, a 24-hour period a couple weeks ago. That that did happen. Complete strangers. I mean, complete strangers to me. I don't know if you knew. I thought people. you were going to say I look like I save money well. Well, that's that's a little edgy. That, well. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, I really kind of think. Uh, oh, oh! I got. I had a shout what, out. What here. do you got a shout out for? I had to shout out our people at billsforlife.com dot com for, oh, for right. getting us on, getting us on every week. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Chris. Make hey. sure you uh, go over, join up Bill's Mafia if you're not already in there. You're probably already in there if you're watching this. Uh, you know, check them out, billsforlife.com. Good stuff. Okay. And really uh, picks up during the season, too. They got all the Bill's backers information over there. Official home of the Red Pinto Tailgate online. Follow them at Pinto Tailgate on Twitter. So, um, lastly, punchrunksports.com. Check them out and follow them on Twitter at punchrunk. We're part of their like little, not little, but like a, a podcast network thing. So it'll be like comedians who have a podcast. So we're the one that covers the bills. Boom, exclusive for them, the bills. Yay! Uh, so that's us and at Punch Runk on Twitter. Really fun podcast about sports. And subscribe to them as well. And lastly. If you go on ShadyRays.com, you want sunglasses, you get 25% off if you use the promo code NUMBILLSFAN. And, again, um, look out for stuff coming soon. So, um, and Deacon's got one more thing. Yeah. Right on the spot. Come hang out with Dave and I for the draft. We are going to be guest co-hosting night two of this. And this is bootleg. My bad, guys. I didn't load the, the graphic into the software. Do it. Do so it. So we got this going on. Come down to Batavia Downs and join us for the Rock Sports Network annual draft party at Thurman's 34 Rush. We're going to be there night two. I mean, we're going to be hanging out both nights, Thursday and Friday, the 27th and the 28th. We're guest co-hosting the second night. Nate Geary from WGR is there. Uh, we got... Uh, Come on, help me out, Dave. I'm trying to. Like, I'm, I'm look, holding it up. I'm we trying got, to look around the corner. I'm laughing. Yeah, no, we got we got uh, Drew from the Rock Pile Report, I'm Ryan and Icy from the Huddle TV Show. We got the gang from Hashtag Sports. We got Spencer from 105.5 The Team. There's going to be giveaways, autographed Thurman Thomas memorabilia. <laughs> There's drink specials, food specials, and us talking about the draft. I got so excited that I. Couldn't even couldn't even read the read the flyer. So here, one more time. It's over on our page, Num Bills Fan Podcast on Facebook. Give us a like. Ultra professional. Thanks, guys. This thing on. It's gonna be on. Holy shit. Thanks, guy. Thanks th- thanks for backing me up. Alright, so that. so who's on that show? We are Ryan and Icy from The Huddle, formerly The Bills Fanatics Show, not The Bills Fanatics Show anymore, The Huddle. I like that. That that name is tough. Yeah, The Huddle's cute. I like it. And, and shout out to Gary at Rockstar Sports Network. If you don't know Gary, you should know Gary. And I love The Huddle, but like, I'm checking out of the group message, guys. Sorry. Hey. Sometimes I got to get on a ladder. It gets ruckus. And I can't check that. I don't want to hear the same story about we should have drafted Mac. And Sorry, guys. We'll talk about it this weekend. Yo, I I wouldn't mind if Mac was on our team. At I'm not all. gonna lie; that'll be kind of cool. I would not. I would not be upset with that that scenario at all. Hey, whatever. All right. Um, so, what do we got going on? Like, um, all right. So, I want to talk about something kind of interesting. Well, to me, and maybe it's not a big deal, but I really, uh, if you want to look at a silver lining, like, okay, you want to see. We talked last week about Sean McDermott really building a, a, a team and developing this leadership thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get all the guys in the room. We're going to talk with the alumni and get everybody together. We're going to you know, th- pick everybody's brain. Of course, McDermott's got his notebook out. I mean, he's always got his notebook out. So he's taking his notes. What I like is he laid down a structure. 
like how we were talking earlier in the intro, let let people lay out their structure and, and their or, or their outline and see if they actually ding to their outline. And when they start not dinging to their outline, that's when I look at it like, okay, well, example, Rex, dude, said this defense will be fixed. Um, I know you've gone through six safeties on IR and, you know, three of them were meant to be special teamers, but, dude, stop. Like, something's got to change. Maybe cut the playbook in half. I don't know, dude. You know, so it's like when that starts disconnecting and your defense is allowing its third 200-yard rusher in a game, dude, what's going on? You got to do something. So you're gone or someone. Right. I mean, it it was an unfortunate set of circumstances for the Rex Ryan slash Rob Ryan era here in Buffalo, which has been a bunch of talk about Rex letting Rob have the run of of the castle this week. I I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the hell was going on back there. But the thing about it is, like, they had two position groups on this team that were just completely shot. The wide receivers, and like you said, the secondary, the, mainly the safety right. position. You know that it was just one guy after the next after the next. So I'm like James the Digger. Who? What? Yeah, yeah. Who? <laughs> I was excited for that, but for actually because I, I like reading up on guys. I always root for the vets. Right. Which, I, I was trying to get myself know. pumped up on Robert Blanton. Yeah, and, and and you know you look at these guys on paper. They're versatile. They play cornerback and safety. Yada yada. Whatever. So, anyways, so what's cool is after coaching change fatigue, I'm finally like, all right, I'm pumped on the team again. You know, I'm like really psyched. And I've said it before. I think the Rick Dennison to Buffalo as the offensive coordinator was probably one of their first choices because he worked with Tyrod before. And. I think it was just me. I think it was a genius move under the radar. And I think another one of those that we have right now is TJ Yates. I think that signing that guy, you want a vet. I believe he's getting four mil. I'm not sure, but if it's, if I thought I heard four mil and if that's four mil a year, that's what the bills paid for Tyler Thigpen like five years ago. And this guy, again, backed up Matt Schaub. If you remember the playoff run where you had a fifth-round quarterback starting in the playoffs for the Texans, it's this guy. And he was in a room with Jeff Garcia, DeLome. Like, he's talking about the quarterback room in Texas when he was talking with John Murphy. And it's like, whoa, all that knowledge. And he's a young guy. He's the one playing out of all of them. So it's like, that was Rick Dennison's system. That was Kubiak's system. And you got this guy who now him and Tyrod, they're going to be professionals and work together. And I guess TJ Yates and Rick Dennison have been talking since, you know, free agency. So, or the whole offseason, I guess. So it's kind of made to happen. Maybe that was a the guy they're waiting on. Let's just get him a plane out here. There's no rush. See what's up. And, I think that's a. I think that might be a guy who's gonna benefit you behind the scenes a lot more, obviously, than on the field. Is he a guy that can have you go 500? I don't know, but I do know that he's gone through a lot of things in the NFL. So I kind of like that. Thrown in the fire early. You want a veteran? Guy's about 30 years old. I don't think the Bills could have really done any better. I, I, I like the story of maybe getting like a Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, call me nuts, but I think the guy would be awesome skill set wise. That said, if he's really that dumb as some people think he is as a football player, I don't, you know, maybe you can't work with him. So I think TJ Yates was a smart signing. And again, you had, it seems like this team is setting up different layers of accountability in a way like like almost like safety net so you had rick dennison he's working with tyrod taylor he's already worked with him before now you're bringing in tj yates he's already, you have a quarterback that's been in that system for that same exact coach that's awesome that's like really awesome to me that's like that's like more prep time conquered faster because now hey tj what's going on here is what tyrod could say you know like 
really bounce any questions of what you expect from this system off of TJ. And I think that's huge. Like, that's, that's really big. Especially in the offseason when you can't talk to coaches. That's, like, the best way to go about it. Like, would you not agree? Or do you think I'm out of my mind and I'm, like, a space cadet right now? Well, I do think you're out of your mind and you're a space cadet right now. But but you do have a good point. I, I, I mean... I, I, I totally lost. Are you a space cadet? Yeah, I'm a space cadet. I'm actually I'm actually trying to get these comments together. So what here. I what I mean is I, I think that the that the Bills getting TJ Yates was one of the smartest things they could do. Because you're you can only have so much time with the coaches in the offseason. Right? So if there's any questions or checks or anything, you know, TJ might see something schematically like, okay, look, that might have worked with us in the past and here's where it worked. And that, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything. All I know is if my backup quarterback on the team also already knows the system, I'm pretty down. Like, that's really smart. And he was also thrown in the fire. And he's a professional. He knows his role on the team. He knows he does not have a shot at being a starter. And you have another quarterback in Cardale Jones who needs to learn the system, who could be the future of the Bills and – People are saying this year. By I the way, I feel like that's a long shot. Well, I'm gonna throw throw hey. that out there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know throw my iron all my irons in that fire at all. I I, I did preface it with could, and I'll tell you why, man. They say that there's some people saying this year that Cardale Jones, if he was to come out this year, would be a higher draft pick than some of these guys. Like he would be a better prospect, which I find kind of weird, but. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, even even looking in the comments right here, you know, that think this quarterback class is kind of trash. No offense to these guys. I mean, I'm okay. sure they all all play really hard, but you know, Trevor Lewis right here in the comments, he says, "I like the quarterback class in next year's draft better than this year's." Yates is good depth, and Jones has another preseason to show promise, and that's the. The thing about the thing about the Bills in the quarterback class this year is I have a hard time valuing any of these guys right at that number ten pick. You see what I'm saying? Like there's guys that I expect to be gone at ten, and then there's like kind of like a drop off, like into the second round maybe. Yeah, yo, before I'm... I would want to take a guy like you know Deshaun Kaiser. Do do I throw some shit on the wall right now? Go ahead. I, I was busting your chops earlier about it. Um, I'll be real with you. If you draft a rookie quarterback, you're you're not going into camp with a rookie in Cardell Jones and Tyrod Taylor. You're not. It's absolutely asinine. If unless T.J. Yates just like gets hurt or like is really stupid and can't play football anymore or something, like. You're, there's no way. There's no way. I, I, Nail me to the cross, Doug Whaley. But like, there's no way Doug Whaley's taking a quarterback. There's no, there's okay. no chance. Okay. And honestly, if they're going to take one, I'll throw the shit on the wall even farther. I think you take Chad Kelly really late. I don't give a shit. Bring him. He's injured. Go sit down. Go have fun. You know Wow. Yeah, dude. Why not? Remember All when right. you said not to do that? You said you said like a month ago exactly the opposite. Yeah, not but when to you hear that, that thing, I when you hear that I, the kid could be a second round pick if his shit was together. And honestly, there's something about okay, like Jim Kelly and him are, are they sound like they were similar people, right? Like cocky, arrogant. Like Jim Kelly turned out all right, dude. Like he's gonna be fine. Let him smoke weed. It's gonna be legal. He likes to roll blunts. Like, you Chad, can't roll just me a blunt. let like, him let's go. do it. Like, you can't just dude, let him do it is so the problem. He's That's the for problem. the first two years. Who cares? Uh, who cares? Let him sit. If he, dude. What do you mean who cares? Have you arm, ever man. seen Twitter before? They crucify our boy Darius. Even uh, even Chantrell Henderson, who's got Crohn's disease and is suffering through some bullshit. They're still like, well, the rules are the rules, man. You you signed up for this. 
And no, they're not wrong. They aren't wrong, Dave. Look, I'm saying by the time it would be perfect development time for Chad Kelly while we still smoke a weed because he's always going to smoke weed. Probably, I'm just saying it, it, it just made sense. You want the kid to sit, right? We always talk about, oh, you want a quarterback to sit, develop. We well, got to develop the damn kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if Cardale Jones is as smart as, as say David Lee says he was? And, but and what, what if Cardale he... Jones picks up this off season? You know what I mean? Like, do you still? You know, that's like, a big what if, though. I know I just went off another path, but it has to do with Chad Kelly. It has to do with T.J. Yates. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's a bad idea to bring like Chad Kelly. I just think it's intriguing. I want to see it work. Not to not to be the starter, but I just think like Buffalo's a well, quiet, Buffalo's a quiet well, spot. Talk him away. McDermott did did take Kelly and and the boys out to eat. So, you know, maybe maybe Dan was like, hey, you know, if he's on the board later on, you know. So maybe, maybe he's like, you know, I'll, I'll keep an eye on him. Maybe. I just, I'm, I'm not really buying, though. I'm, sell, sell, sell for me. I'm, I'm not on the, on the Chad Kelly way. All right, on the real, though, not, not taking, like, take, take the shit back off the wall now. But on the real, I don't see only having six picks as you stand now that you take a quarterback, and they could try uh, to fool me. Well, with that, all that. I think that's what we need to do right there is get more than six picks. And I'm going to jump into the comments here. Sean Adams said, "Trade down tenth pick and get a, a cornerback later in the first. Get more picks." And I'm so on board with that. And it just so happens the exact guy I want for that job is in Buffalo right now visiting. And I'm talking about Marlon Humphrey from Bama. You've got a you got a guy who can play, you know, in the in the slot. He can get up front. He's played zone. I mean, Bama's cover three. Sean McDermott loves cover three. It would be a great fit. And we pick up a pick if we have a trade partner. If we have a trade partner. That's the catch. And getting out of the 10th spot is a lot harder than getting out of the 8th or the 9th spot because it's the last spot before before you don't have to pay these guys as much. All right, I'm going to throw this out there right now. So uh, just so everybody knows, um, so it has to do with me now because i got to be selfish. Um, I don't know shit about the draft. So, like, don't come to me as your draft guy. But what I am intrigued by with the draft is I pay attention to more of, like, the philosophical area of it, like, what pick is going to offer this team the most impact? And I will argue wide receiver ain't going to do that this year. Not this year. It's You need to fix the defense. If taking that corner and you could trade back and get him and get a pick, I don't care if there's, like, say, three corners that six guys have rotating as the top cover three corner. I know the Bills will take them. And, and, and for me, I'm going to put faith in that staff to take the right guy that they want out of those, say, top three corners that they want. If there's a value thing where, you know what, we do want a receiver and we can get that same value later and that receiver really is worth the first-round pick, you can kind of talk me into that. You could talk me into a lot of things with the draft. So I don't really totally – I'm more intrigued by, like, the mid to late-round picks than I am really the early picks because the early picks should almost be, like – shooting fish in a barrel if you ask me you know robert woods worked out really well for a second round pick i thought that was a perfect second round pick to have um you know so my point is is i will never and i don't know if you'd agree with it I, i'm never going to be the, the the guy who grinds tape it, it's just not me I, I there's thousands of players of research will guide you cover one dot net you know he has a positional breakdown for prospects like a lot of good guys up there Kevin Massari writing for him doing podcasts Nate Geary with him as well from WGR I mean you got good guys over there so really check out cover1.net yeah and, and remember Nate's gonna be down at that draft party with us at exactly Downs. that's gonna be a good time. so so check that out and, and, and honestly what I'm saying here is is for me it, it's okay to to not know about every single player in the draft but understand that like there's a lot of smoke going around so anything that the team says i don't know if i'm believing it and this whole crap about the bills might want a quarterback they might not i don't see how you signed a a backup quarterback 
that is in you can shop Pagula to every freaking quarterback prospect around. Take the chopper jet. If you were trying to trade out of that top, that ten spot, that's what they're trying to do right now, and I don't blame them. Pretend you're interested in a quarterback. I don't know. One other one other theory flying around here though is that one of these other teams in the top nine swap picks with us and take Tyrod Taylor now that he's got that lowered cap number. I don't know if I buy that. I mean, because who are who are we who are we moving up for, and where are we moving up to? Yeah, and we're gonna have that guy. But that that is one theory that's out there, and it's not an impossibility. We're, we're, Stranger things have happened. We're gonna have a guy that is the that has been then touted as the quarterback. TJ Yates says, "I'm here to back up Tyrod Taylor. I'm here to do whatever." You know. Sean McDermott's endorsing Tyrod Taylor. Everybody is. And, yeah, stranger things have happened, but, like, not for nothing. If this draft is as bad quarterback-wise as the E.J. Manuel draft, um, yeah, that's not happening. That doesn't add that, – that, that theory should be just dead. That makes absolutely no sense. You have a backup quarterback now that knows the system. It's He's played under it in the playoffs. Like, stop. No. You know, it's too good to be true right now. You have an offensive coordinator that's worked with Tyrod Taylor. You know, like, this is huge. And then you've got the backup quarterback that's already been with the offensive coordinator in the past and had success with him. That's huge. You know, and you have a quarterback in Cardale Jones. Let's keep developing him. I'm very excited to see what he can do. This is his first offseason, obviously. So it'll be nice. I'm looking forward to it, especially when you hear about this quarterback class. Like, you're going to really take a quarterback this year with one of those six picks when you can use a top cornerback? I don't know. And you need a linebacker? I really hope that Foster kid falls to the Bills. Maybe I'm nuts, you know, but. Maybe you are. So, I guess that's my, my, my stink on that. But. I think it's all smokescreen. I think they're trying to sell. They're trying to get out there fast. You're, you, they're trying to get past. No, I mean, they're either that or they're trying. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, they brought in, what, I think, three quarterbacks this week. They had Kaiser in, Mahomes was in, and uh, Trubisky. And you almost have to. You almost have to imagine that they're trying to push, like, two of these, at least two of these dudes off the board in front of them hoping somebody falls to 10. I mean, that's that's really what I think the strategy here is, to, is to get these quarterbacks off the board before the 10 spot. Because, I mean, you know, you got Cleveland up there, and they need a quarterback, but they might not need a quarterback right. that high. Um, you got the Jets. Their, their quarterback situation is... You know, they like to use that, what is it, dumpster fire now? Is that is that the the hot thing in 2017, calling stuff dumpster fires? Yeah. I like tire fire. It just rolls faster. It's just me. It's got that nice rhyme. I, yo, it's I'll be, can, can I touch on the Jets real quick? Do you know your point around here? Yeah, go, no, go ahead. So, go, like, with the Jets, them Jets. We're, we're talking, you know, we're talking quarterbacks in, in the draft, if we're on it. It's the Jets are in, like, a tricky spot because these quarterbacks really suck. It's like, what do you do? Throw away a first-round pick this year on one and just see what can happen? Try to catch lightning in a bottle? I don't know. I mean, they've invested second-round picks into these quarterbacks. You know, Hackenberg. Like, what? You just give up on Hackenberg already? I don't I don't understand. I mean, they're saying he wasn't good in the first place, and they drafted him, like, five rounds high. Like, <laughs> what is going on here? You know, like... Stop it! And then you want to tell me Chad? If you want to tell me Chad Kelly sucks, well, I'm I'm so out of my mind to check how we think. You better, like, you better. Like I thought of my day. You but, better grind the tape a little bit on that one. I think, dude. I'm sorry, man. And by the tape, I mean the tape of him trying to start a fight at a high school football game. Yo, dude, he's got to do what he's got to do, man. All right, you got to make up the family. Hey, hey, you gotta go out there and whoop them youngins. I just think you should have had a respect tractor. through fear. It's the Chad Kelly way. Yo, man, I don't mind. Like we have been in those situations of you of all people. Have you ever gone to anything we've done? We've participated in in life. 
it's just chaos. Yeah. <laughs> just like, anyways. So, look, I have no problem with his attitude at all. It's not like he's Johnny Manziel, dude. Like, Johnny Manziel got drafted he in the first round. He might be Johnny Manziel. Dude, no way, man. He might be. I mean, I don't know. That's... I don't know. For all, for all we know, like... That's we, a lot of partying to live up to. Dude, did you see that picture of Johnny Manziel, like, on the street, like, six months ago or something? Like, no shirt? I mean, no shirt. Of course I saw it, so... <sighs> Yo, bring in Johnny Manziel, man. For what? Sell hot dogs? Heard they could use security. Yeah, probably. He could be undercover crackhead. Uh, that's a bad joke, huh? Yeah, that's... Yeah, because he doesn't even have a crack problem. Duh. Yeah, okay, anyways. Man. This went down pretty fast. So what do we got in the comments, man? So any any good thoughts? Uh Roy Moon wants a shout out in South Carolina. And Roy. uh hey, Roy. Oh, our man Paul from hashtag sports, he said if the Bills were serious about Cardell, why didn't he get the start last year? Cause they had to try to see what EJ Manuel was worth. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard letting go. I I can't answer that question, <laughs> dude. What do you think, Dave? Why didn't Cardell <laughs> get the start last year? I don't know. Like, who cares? I is it because is it because really... Cardell sucks, or it's because they wanted to make sure EJ sucks? Yo, man, the way I look at it is probably that. Think about it. If you keep Anthony Lynn around, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want EJ Manuel back? You know, like maybe they're just trying to throw EJ Manuel a bone. You know, he's a good kid. He's been a good soldier. Have him start. Why start Cardale if you don't need to? Like, I mean, you're talking about a guy who didn't get any reps. I don't even think he was running scout team at all. EJ Manuel was running scout team. So, like, yeah, he like how many plays does he know? Eight. I don't know. It's the last game I of the mean, season that better... I did it, but like, I know we want to say let her rip, but people still paid to go to that dumb game. I don't know. I, I, it's not something I think about. I, I look forward to the cream rise. You know, the, what's they say? What is it? Cream rises to the top? Something stupid like that? A dumb saying? Well, yo, Roy, Roy, South Carolina, he's, you know, he says he's got a lot of talent and points out he's a big dude. And you. You know, you can't coach size. You can't coach that that arm strength. You know, he does have a cannon. But what else does he have? You know, I guess that that remains to be seen. So, good luck, dog. Hope they don't draft someone. I know Eric Turner at Cover 1 was talking about um, with me a few months ago about Cardale Jones. And I think I don't want to speak for him, but I think he sees some good promise in him. So, and, and he sent me over a couple highlight videos of him in college, and I'm like, huh? Because he he's got that it factor to a lot of people, you know, like the same thing you see in in the Watson kid. You know, like people are like, well, when the lights are on and it's time to make a play, he makes a play, and there's something about that, you know, there really is. Um, and, and it's like, I, I feel like if we're talking about quarterbacks and Cardale Jones in the draft, you already got that guy in your team. You don't need to draft a, another developmental quarterback. It just doesn't make sense. Cardale doesn't know any NFL system. You know, like he, he's, he's a smart kid. He'll pick it up. You could, I like him cause he's a smart ass. You know what I mean? He's very quick witted and you know what they say about smart asses are kind of smart. So, uh, there you go. I, I just, I don't see a point in wasting a pick on a quarterback. If you only have six of them, and I'm not going to guarantee you're going to find a trade partner. But they're trying hard to find a trade partner. Like, really hard. You're sending 
Like, the, the Bills might have started something crazy where now Cleveland is talking all this nonsense that they might take a quarterback number one. You know, like, what? They they better not. They they really shouldn't. They I, should not. I just think with, like, the Browns and the Jets, it's like, what do you do? Like, what? Is there a veteran you could sign out there? Can Brett Favre come out of retirement? Can you get a guy like... They missed the boat on TJ Yates. Yeah, I mean, TJ, we got TJ now, so don't, get out of here. He could have he done big things in Cleveland, but no. What if TJ Yates gets traded for a first-round pick? <laughs> Let's talk. Hey, man, take two to tango. Yo, Next week, it's going to be my face eating the hot dog down whatever in the lower happened, corner. He's fired for hey, that one. whatever happened to Ryan Mallett? Well, I don't know. Hey, let's talk about this, Maybe though. somebody will get us on jo- Josh in the comments says, Mark my words, Cardell will be our, our starter in three years tops. Three years. All right. So this one time, I was doing a drywall job. I think I said this last week. At this guy's house, and he's a Patriots fan, friend of a friend, and he told me early in the season, you know Rex Ryan's going to be fired, right? And I don't want to say something, but what are the odds that maybe Cardale Jones starts by the end of the season? Let's see what we got in this kid. Like, what crazier things have happened. And what I'm trying to do here as a fan of the team is throw that on the wall, hope it sticks so that it just, like, doesn't happen so I can be wrong. Like, I've thought about maybe becoming a Patriots fan super hard just so they lose. <laughs> and then when the Bills win, I'll be back. You know what I mean? Just so I can give them my bad luck of being a sports fan. I'm an Orioles fan, too. It sucks. It, it, it's awful. Can't win the big one. It just doesn't. And then if you like the Sabres, come on. Like, what? So why not just will my bad luck on another team? Root for them. Tom Brady will break his leg permanently. And then you guys will be like, Oh, you got to be a good sportsman. You can't say that. All right, you can say that. No, I don't know why it's taking 15 years to to get his knees. Like, what's going on here? Take the 15 yards. How is that Four times a game. How many guys do you have that play on the team? How many different blitzes can you send? How is Talk that, to Phil Jackson. How is that dude never, like, injured except for that, like, one time? I don't know, man. Really, really healthy dude. Yeah, well, when you got man. rules made for you. Well, all right. Fair enough. How do we get on this? We both look at Greg Morris's comment. What the hell has Greg got to say? Greg. Not if we re-sign him. Who are we re-signing? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what we were talking about. Sorry, Greg, man. Tom Brady. He needs to go. Yeah, he needs to go. Tom, like, dude, all, all due respect, man. You're you're a great quarterback. And if you don't want to say he's a great quarterback, you're just right, really a piece of shit. You're and Bill Belichick, we got just the guy for you. His name's Cardell Jones. And he's available for the low, low price of a first-round pick. In a Bills fashion. Come on, it's a late pick. You're you're all the way at the back of the line. Let us get it. Come on. I think the Bills are set. I guess if that's the theme right now as a quarterback thing, I think the Bills are set. All right. Uh, so Sean Adams in the comment. Richard Sherman for a second-round pick. What do you think? We've talked about this before. I don't know how you have room for him on the cab. You have to get really creative. And, you got you got to do some juggling. And I'll be honest with you, if you got to sign this rookie class, that's like six milli right there. I'll be real with you. If you could get Richard Sherman, I think it's really smart because you're getting a smart football player who is a plug and play in the same system. It's not like Darrell Revis going from being a man corner to a zone cover or a corner with with Lovey Smith in Tampa Bay. Like, let's be real here. Like, no, not at all. So. Um, I think it would be really smart if the Bills did that. And people want to say, oh, he's old, he's old, he's old. But then you hear people like Andre Reid saying, you know, to Reuben Brown, seven-year mark, seven-year mark, seven-year mark. Well, Richard Sherman's at that seven-year mark. So, like, Antoine Winfield played for a long time. A lot of these cornerbacks can play. But, man, he's a smart player, and and, and he's, but he's he in decline. And I think 
you know, I want to say he, he seems to be overrated. At the same time, he's also made some plays. So um, it depends what the value is for that. I think in this draft, they're saying that you can get those corners in the middle rounds all day long. And maybe that's the way to go. I think this draft is a plug in what you need draft. Depends. If there's only X amount of receivers that are quote-unquote elite and you want a receiver at a very good value, keep in mind, this is the best way to find cheap players. You can sell me on, on, on a receiver in the first round. It doesn't logically make sense because I want a guy who's going to make the most impact for the time he's on the field. If a cornerback is on the field every single damn play and the other quarterback knows that, like, Oh, dude's a rookie. I'm going to throw on him. I'm going to test him. See Ronald Darby, rookie year against Andrew Luck. Dude picks off the ball. You know, it's like, or a receiver is a first-on pick that might get four targets a game in a run-first offense. All you need to do is see how many targets Robert Woods got when Sammy Watkins was on the field. And that's what you might get here. Because I think Charles Clay is going to be opened up Big time. If anything, you might be able to sell me on that, that big-ass tight end in the first round, which is, I think, what they want. Who, OJ Howard? Yeah. I guess. I mean. I guess. You know, that, they're, they're the, saying that the, the kid, big dude, the big hey, dude with the tight end. Hey, you're saying, yeah, but they're saying that kid out of Miami is just as good. And if not, if not better. And he will go after OJ Howard. So, it, what I'm saying is, is allegedly they like to run a lot of two two tight end sets with Dennison, and that would help a guy like McCoy for running. But at the same time, it depends what you're looking for here. If you want a value receiver, and you're worried about not retaining Sammy Watkins in the future, I don't look at Sammy Watkins like a lock. We I say it all the time. I don't. If you're a receiver and you don't get this quarterback shit figured out, why the hell are you staying here? You want to leave your mark, and, and no one's right. loyal and anymore. I mean, he's, he don't own the team shit. And he's good enough to get paid, period. He's untapped potential to you a can, lot of teams. You can be as frustrated as you want with his injuries. He's good enough to get big money in this league. Right. And anyone who, who tells you otherwise is wrong. He would get He would get snatched up. Day one of free agency if you ever if you ever hit the market. So, I just think overall, if you have needs, and say you have x say say you want a, a right tackle, right? And there's x amount of which you can draft a right tackle high now if you want a right tackle that's worth its salt. And there's only three of them that are graded at say round two. You get them a little bit earlier. You know what I mean? Or, or or just, I'm saying, do you go a little bit earlier and then see what falls to you later on? Do you, if this makes sense to anybody. You know, if you have, like, a, a lack of receivers that you think are elite or tight ends and, and O.J. Howard falls to you and you think that's your guy because you want that position, you want to develop, you, you want that, that plug-and-play big guy who's versatile who can also block, you know, make that defense think for another second, like, what's going on here? Hey, if there's only one or two of them in the draft and that's the guy who falls to you, grab him. But if that guy could still be there in the third round and say there's five top tight ends that people like that are interchangeable, say, I don't know these numbers or anything, but say five linebackers that are dope that you like, five defensive backs that you might like, well, you might as well just see what falls to you. That's how I look at it. Like, how can you plug the holes the best? Now, if there's only, like, say, Two cornerbacks that you really like. Well, get that guy earlier. Obviously, you know, like lean it, lean it, lean your draft that way. That's gonna be how it goes, right? It's just common sense. It, these guys work for at least eight hours a day, right? So I, I would think that they have this kind of system that's gonna play in their best odds. And I'm willing to put faith in in that. If they take that OJ Howard kid, they really like him for a reason. There's there's a reason they're taking these guys and. I wonder if they're going to draft any fullbacks. Really? We're back to that. Yeah. Yeah, we're back to that. That went in for a visit, so they worked one out. 
I think cornerback would be the most impactful position they could take if they can't get the foster kid. I like the foster kid. I don't know where that kid's going to go, Alabama linebacker. I really don't. I don't know where he's going to go. Everybody seems to think he's a high, high pick. And other people think that that he's such a high risk. I don't know. I mean, I I did this online mock draft that – this you know this guy hit me up on Twitter. He he does a radio show in I think it's uh. I want to say North Car yeah North Carolina. It's called from the cheap seats, and he was like, "Hey, we're doing a mock draft. Do you want to pick for the Bills?" And I mean, I gotta be honest. Like these these picks were so wacky. There was three defensive backs off in the top nine here, and I got I got there. I'm looking at I'm looking at these picks. I'm like, no way. Took Jonathan Allen like. He's like he's like two, three, and four on most of the mock drafts I've looked at. So I was like, well, this dude hasn't even been on my radar, but you don't leave that guy at ten. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of like the most absurd thing ever that he was there, but I mean you never know, man. Dude, the draft is weird and it's like you know You never know who's gonna end up where. Who is a quarterback from Syracuse? That was a Doug Marone. Oh, uh, Ryan Nassib. Yeah, Ryan Nassib. Remember, remember how many I thought guys... that was a great idea. I, I did too. I thought that... I I was like, why didn't we get Nassib? And the other one out of my mouth was like, what? EJ Manuel? What about Geno Smith? I was so wrong about so many things that year. And, I'm ashamed, but I'm owning it. And you, wanna... I said it. I see it every year on my stupid little like Facebook on this day thing that pops you, up in the morning. I'm like, oh man, there's that thing I said about Geno Smith again. You want to talk about a smoke screen? I think Mel Kuyper had the Bills taken massive at, what was it, like nine or something? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. no thanks. And Nassif goes in the fourth round. So it's like, what are you going to believe here? If these guys say that their work is already done three weeks before the draft. I think it's time to, like, get creative here. It's smokescreen time. That's really what we're dealing with. I I, I don't know. I, I really can't. Yeah, no, I mean, they get, they get what, 30, 30 visits, right? That's the number? I, I don't know. But they get, they get X number of visits, and... They got to look at everyone they're looking at and everyone that they want you to think that they're looking at that they're not looking at. So everything is either one of the two, very likely or very, very unlikely. Have fun Have fun connecting those dots. I don't know how to work an iPad over here. This is freaking great. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of uh Yeah, so you know what? I don't think – I don't think NASA – where's NASA? I don't think NASA got um, – is his contract up? Did they, re- they didn't re-sign him, did they? Because they got Geno Smith in New York. Wait, what? <laughs> wow, Paul. No. Geno Smith versus Ryan Nassib at Yankee Stadium in the Pinstripe Bowl is one of the worst QB play games I have ever seen. Yo, I am shocked that Geno Smith went off the rails that bad. Like, for real. Like, I don't understand because every year you look at quarterbacks and... And it's like you kind of slot them, your your comps. You know, you look at these players, and you always want to compare these players to so-and-so. Like, what is it, Pat Mahomes reminds people of Brett. He reminds me of Brett Favre, and I like talking out of my ass. I don't know shit about this. Like, what am I even talking about? But it's like, you you know what I mean? Like, you kind of, like, look at these guys, and you just, okay, he reminds me of player X. Or somebody will throw a line in there like, Oh, yeah, he reminds me of Hall of Famer, boom. And it's like you, you immediately want to latch on to these guys, and that's cool, but you also have to look at who's making these player comparisons. And it's just such a, a wealth and knowledge of information. I give a lot of credit to these guys who are willing to sit there and watch this boring stuff over and over again. You can't tell me. That that's really fun. I'm sorry. For me, it would not be fun to watch like a bunch of game tape over and over again. Maybe for you. Could you do that? Mm. 
for for a couple hours. Like I have hobbies and stuff, and I'm like I really enjoy doing things like playing hockey, and I'm like really new to playing hockey, but I'm not like on YouTube all day like obsessing over that. You know, and I understand, like, I, I have so much respect for guys who can do that because I don't even know what I'm looking at. But these player comparisons, I am personally guilty of getting so hyped. You know, like, when people say, man, we need a big body receiver like Eric Moulds again. Man, maybe the Clemson kid can do that. It's like, wow, that would be nice to have the Clemson connection with Sammy Watkins. That would be great. You could sell me on Mike Williams. I love the idea of a guy with the big radius. At the same time, you know, like, well, is Nick, no, is I, Nick O'Leary a good enough tight end? Like, what do they think about Nick O'Leary? Right. That's what you got to evaluate, too, and he's done fine to me. With, with Mike Williams, I like him, but, again, I can't, I can't really for sure say, like, he's worth that number 10 pick. Because, I mean, I've seen him going as late as, like, 22, 23 in some mocks, and, like, I think like late teens is is probably like really realistic, like like somewhere between sixteen and twenty probably for for a Mike Williams. And if we end up in that, if we if we do find a trade partner and we end up in there, that's a guy I would definitely consider. But mm. I'd also be I'd also be like, well, if that you know if we got Marlon Humphrey or another another you know good defensive back on the board, we gotta get that. We gotta Ronald Darby's probably the best thing we got right now so unless Kevon Seymour like eats his Wheaties and some spinach and and goes all like Popeye out there I'm I'm pretty nervous about that cornerback position I'm not gonna no, lie I, I I'm mean, not gonna lie it's it's a young group and I mean we're probably gonna we're probably gonna have to pull in some rookies here so um, young young group I was gonna say Aaron Aaron Gissler brings up a great point uh he says, I don't think any player should be compared to anyone unless they prove it. So until regular season is in the NFL, I can't say they're good or bad. Dude, I'm on the same page as you, man. If there's one gripe I have about sports radio over the years, um, ESPN, everybody, um, you know, not everybody's like this, but the, the thing I hate is I don't want to annoy anybody franchise quarterback. I don't want to annoy anybody you know, when, when RG3 had the year, you know, you want to get a quarterback like RG3, you're set. You are just set. And let me tell you, franchise, it's like, no. Shit happens. Injuries happen. And and, and honestly, I, I didn't want people four years ago anointing Aaron Rodgers to the Hall of Fame. Like, stop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are, you know, you have a Hall of Fame guy like that. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, stop. Let them play. And I think a lot of ex- the expectations people for- put on these first-round picks or-, or high draft picks especially are unrealistic. And not every player is going to change a franchise. And you have to have a good marriage between player system and, and-, and-, and coach. It- it's like then also the ownership and the general manager, down to the coach, down to the players. You know, who's teaching these people all the way around? There's so many variables like – Tom Tom Modrak just passed away. I mean, rest in peace. You know, um, people want to shit on him, obviously here and there for certain picks or whatever, like because he was part of the regime that was still there and whatever. But let's be real, he, like people think these guys suck, but like he had a hell of a resume and and he found a lot of good players. And it's like it's easy to hate on these people, but. He's not the one that is is hiring and firing these coaches. He's not the one where these guys, he's not these players that are injured. You know, his job is to find talent on a roster. And that's what Tom did. So everything needs to tie into each other. And frankly, I think there's a lot of pressure that we can just throw it aside and we put on these players with, with player comparisons and where they're picked. It's not Dante Wittner's fault he was picked so high. You know, same with Aaron Maven. Like, you got to, I mean, you, you got to hope that everything works. So if Sean McDermott, you know, like, needs a cornerback, what if the Bills would have just picked up 
Stefan Gilmore, and that's primarily a man corner. And or or say they picked up a, a, a cornerback for Rex last year, and he was a man corner, and now you have McDermott, and now you got to make him into his own corner. I mean, we've talked about it all the time about Darrell Revis not doing well on his own. I mean, it's just you know, what do you what do you do? You know, like these systems always change. I just hope that whatever these guys grab can transcend systems somehow, and I don't know how you do that. Because I have no faith that these guys are going to stay here, these coaches, for a long time. There's too much impatience in the fan base. But I really do feel that we were starting earlier on this podcast, uh, Facebook Live deal, that um, it seems like Sean McDermott has a lot of safety nets set up. And there's so many different layers with TJ Yates working with Tyrod Taylor. I think that's great. That's like having that coach that's not the coach, you know. So having all kinds of assurances throughout. And you have your your guy in Cardale Jones as your rookie in development, you know. So look at everything how you want, whereas we've seen other coaching staffs come in and they're just like, all right, we're just going to have an open quarterback competition. All right, we're going to have this and that, and they're not going to build off of what worked before. Like, I was really shocked when Ryan Fitzpatrick was asked to restructure his contract, even when they drafted E.J. Manuel. I thought that was whack. Um, And I think even the Bills staff and, and Hackett and Marone have come out and said that they thought they were going to work with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I think a move like that kind of sets a franchise back because you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a leader of the team with a lot of other guys around that were there with him during the Changeli years. Let's see what we can build on, you know. But instead, they undo the the positive part of the culture that was there, which was happy-go-lucky good times, uh, and, and with Rex Ryan. You have this quarterback competition, like Fred Jackson's cut. You know, like all your leadership's out the window. Aaron Williams gets gets hurt. It's like it's really weird. But now you have a coaching staff working with Tyrod Taylor, and it seems like they're trying to go and actually build off of what worked in the past offensively. And I really like it. I think this this coach has a good plan. I think that the T.J. Yates signing is a very underrated signing. Um, with this draft coming up, I don't see them wasting a pick on a quarterback. And what we were talking about earlier is uh, I, I think player comparisons are, are, frankly, really unfair. I think it sets the bar way too high. And, again, they're just player comparisons. you got to take in your data. you got to see, theoretically, what do these guys want? Where are they going to draft? And... Really, I think you, you you take quarterback as a need backup quarterback. Take it right off your need list that we have for the offseason. Now, what are we doing in the draft? How's the secondary looking? Right tackle. Can we upgrade right tackle? Is Roy going to maybe shuffle in there and, and, and fight out for the right tackle spot? What do you do there? I like having Quanjo on the team. I think he's a, a perfectly serviceable tackle, a left tackle. I don't think you get rid of him. I don't think you try him at right. Maybe spot duty. I don't know what he's capable of. So, really, this draft could be interesting. You only have six picks. No chance it goes on a quarterback. I don't see it. So, um, do you have anything interesting going on that, that I'm missing? Uh, anything sweet? Um, You had one more thought on... Uh, we're talking earlier before we got going. And what's that in your notes? Yeah, no, we already talked about that. That's Oh, I thought that said Darius. I'm sorry. No, that that says Deacon. Deacon's favorite trade back scenario, which was the Marlon Humphrey thing. The you quarterback really... from Bama. I want that dude. Just because he's played so much cover three and Sean McDermott has shown so much cover three. Ah, I want it. This is where I wish I knew Scheme more. Fit. I wish I knew more because I wish I knew more. Too. I have my Alabama theories. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, I'm off my you're, rocker, but they're like you, you the best. You can tell them again. You've, you, they're, they're the best players, man. Like, Saban gets like the pick of the litter. Come on. He really I mean, does. That, that program If they say football starts in the trenches, in he's got out. monsters. You know, like, and it's crazy. It's just, I just want whatever's going to make impact. So, I think we're really going to wrap this up now. So, unless you have any final words. Um, check us out numbillsfan.com if you are listening to this we are on Facebook live right now and go to facebook.com numbillsfan and we hover around 7-ish to 9-ish we'll start but just keep up on our Twitter Instagram we're always doing little tweaks behind the scenes to get audio to line up better with video etc etc so we do a lot of little tweaking and sometimes we get a little excited so we end up late um but keep in touch with us make sure you follow us on instagram on twitter we have shirts coming soon and they'll be pretty rad they'll be navy blue and and have a little logo on the breast and something on the back be pretty tight yeah you're gonna you're gonna like these so please if you want those they'll be up for sale soon and don't forget um this thing is brought to you by billsforlife.com we can't be happier than to work with those guys. Um, so 